Welcome to Abe's Ukulele Podcast. I'm your host, Abe, and I'm here in Toronto at the James Hill Ukulele Initiative, where we just finished an amazing two days of teacher training, and I'm here with the one and only, the man who probably doesn't need an introduction, Mr. James Hill. Hello. Thank you for joining me. No worries. So, uh, I just want to talk about ukulele, of course, and... um, yeah, since we're both fathers, I thought it'd be really cool to talk about how would you go about and how I would go about teaching our kids how to play ukulele. Because mm-hmm. it's, um, I, I don't know if your son's playing yet. Uh, my son isn't yet. How, how old is he? He's almost six. Okay. He has messed around on it, but I haven't actually started teaching him formally yet. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm My son's almost two. So, oh, okay. you know, uh, we have a uke. In the house, that's a, a little student model that I don't feel needs a case, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just sits around, uh, you know, in the open all the time. And he's free to play it whenever he feels like it. He has a drum that he likes to play. He mm-hmm. has a xylophone that he likes to play. Sometimes he'll sit there with the uke on his lap and just sort of strum the open strings. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's all he's doing right now. And uh, the main thing, though, is that he. He likes the sound, and he'll often come over to me and and hand it to me if, to play background music while he's playing. You know, mm-hmm. and like he'll want to play with his toys, and <clears throat> he'll want to have a, little, have a little backing track. Oh wow! So he'll come over and just give me the uke, and then go off and play. <laughs> it's really neat. I really enjoyed that, and I'm I'm only too happy to be the, the you know the background music <laughs> for his playtime. That's awesome. And often after dinner, he'll go over and grab it, and he wants to hear music right after he eats. Mm-hmm which I think is very civilized. Wow, yeah. So, you know, at this point, I just like that he's involved with music mm-hmm. and that he, he obviously likes music. And uh, I, I've always said to teachers, you know, before the age of about, I don't know, six or seven, it, the best thing you can do is just get, this, get the uh, child moving, dancing, singing, mm-hmm. listening to a lot of music, I think exposure and movement and and singing yeah. is still the foundation. You know, like he, there's lots of time for ukulele. Mm-hmm. Kids love to move. Mm-hmm. As long as they're moving, mm-hmm. they're pretty happy. That's right. uh, I can't say they're always great dancers, but they definitely <laughs> love it. Um, my kids love using them as whatever they can. You know, whenever they get their hands on it, it can be a drum, sure. just be. Whatever it can be, their you know weapon, which <laughs> isn't so good. But but it, but it goes to show, like the that the uh, the instrument is is kind of um, not so <clears throat> precious or delicate that you mm-hmm. couldn't have it just lying around. Like I don't have a violin lying around. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but I don't mind having a relatively inexpensive, but mm-hmm. still very playable. Yeah, ukulele just sitting there, and he can grab it whenever he likes. That's awesome. <laughs> just totally getting just drenched in music. <laughs> yeah, he, he can't help it. Yeah. Well, I just got a um, a kit, an Ohana kit, that I'm going to build with my son for his sixth birthday. That's a great idea. So he's... I didn't he, know you could do that. Yeah, he, um, you know, like he's in a kindergarten class that I teach, so we we play the ukuleles every now and then, and it's, it's always been fun. It hasn't been like a, you know... I want one until, you know, I realized. I had just asked him, mm. you want your own? And he's like, yes. Mm. And then I thought, that'd be pretty good. He seems 
really excited about it. Um, we'll see how it turns out. Sure. I'll probably have to do more of the work, but that's okay. You, yeah, you might have to do a little touch-up <laughs> at the end, you know? He it's really like, wants like to paint it. Making their own birthday cake, you know? It's like, well, it sounds like a great idea, yeah. but then we have to eat it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, I don't know if it would work that well. Mm. So um, another thing that I really love, I think you probably love too, is just fitting the ukulele into places that it hasn't always really fit in to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to talk to you about, like, where do you see the ukulele as going? Um, my dream for it is to be somewhere like everybody plays it. Maybe not everybody, but um, kind of like the guitar. You can fit into almost any band situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is your vision? And especially including this JHUI, where do you see it going? Well, I, um, in spite of my efforts to... You know, further the repertoire of the instrument and to help teachers all around the world to become better teachers and to share, in particular, the, the wealth of knowledge that has come out of the Canadian teaching history, which is now, you know, getting on to be about 60 years of, of collected knowledge. You know, Canada's been involved with uh, ukulele education for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, when you think that the instrument's only about 100 years old or 120 years old, mm-hmm. you know, Canada's been there since, you know, for, for half of its lifetime. So, you know, as much as I've been involved in all of that, I'm still a little bit uncertain, I have to admit, about how, how ubiquitous I would want the ukulele to become. Because, you know, when something takes over the world <laughs> uh, it loses it can lose a bit of its soul and I know it's a bit kind of cliched but I do worry about that a little bit mm-hmm. I think if, if there was an ukulele on every street corner mm-hmm. um, it would sort of become part of the furniture of the world mm-hmm. and the ukulele has always been more than that it's always been a, a haven for strange people and strange and wonderful people mm-hmm. uh, who don't quite fit into the rest of the the way the rest of the world works. And I think as a community, the ukulele, you know, ukulele lovers, we're kind of at a crossroads at the moment where in order to continue to grow, we would have to give up a little bit of the quirkiness Mm. that attracted us to the ukulele in the first place. Yeah, I get that. The guitar is not quirky anymore. The guitar might have been quirky at one stage and it was a, Mm -hmm. a place for people to find a, a different voice that they weren't hearing anywhere else in the mainstream. Mm-hmm. But as the ukulele or anything moves from the, you know, the sort of um, small interest groups, as they filter into the mainstream, it, out of necessity, has to sort of give up a little bit of that quirky spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm always just a little bit <laughs> a little bit sad to see that happen. So, you know what I mean? I don't know how... Do you, do you think that's an issue? I mean, do you think the ukulele would lose a bit of itself if it became the kind of ubiquitous instrument that you're talking about? Or? It might. Um, I know people that are excited about solid-body electric ukuleles, yeah. uh, even playing heavy metal. For me, yeah. I think it's kind of tasteless. <laughs> uh, it doesn't appeal to me at all, but... Um, if you kind of, to my mind, if, if I compare it to a guitar, it's almost like it's inevitable. It'll mm-hmm. eventually be 
everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it might not because it's it's very quiet. It's very different from guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely excited about its capabilities. You know, every year I come back here, it's like um, new possibilities open up. What you can do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's still this feeling of like it's not going to be ever as loud or as flashy as a fiddle, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just some things it can't do, which also is kind of sad for me because I love it so much. <laughs> and then at the same time, it's like... You have to admit. Yeah, sometimes you know, there are I really want to play a distorted guitar <laughs> yeah. and I, I just can't get the same feeling out of an ukulele. But that's right. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that's, that's true. I mean, I do think, though, just recently I've done a couple of gigs with orchestra Mm-hmm. And I was talking to Jim Beloff recently, who is very interested in writing for orchestra. And uh, there's always been kind of a looming question of who's going to write a real ukulele concerto. And, you know, like, can the ukulele move into that sort of art music mm-hmm. world? And as much as I love pop music and I love rock and roll, and, and most of my albums are, you know, only dip a toe into what you would call art music or... or the classical world, I do think there is an interesting and maybe a bright future for, for the ukulele in those circles. It's, um, it's something different. Ukulele with orchestra, I mean, ukulele backed up by a conventional symphony orchestra or chamber orchestra, that is just an undiscovered country, really. Um, and just recently, I've become a little more interested in that. I think we're going to see more of that happen mm-hmm. and I think that might be one of the things that has to happen in order for the ukulele to sort of come of age mm. and, 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 and move on from yeah. this kind of phase that we're in right now that would definitely have me excited <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to jump in <laughs> sometimes I feel kind of stuck in, in the sense of like what can I do next mm. you know like even if I haven't mastered a certain skill sometimes I get this feeling of after I learn that what do I do you know, like mm. where, what is the doorway? Um, I can't really be a session ukulele player, mm. not really. You know, that's um, an interesting comment, though. Session ukulele playing. Um, you, you started to hear the ukulele everywhere, and you still do in mm-hmm. in commercials, on radio jingles, uh, on you know. Every time I see a ad that pops up on YouTube, it seems that there's an ukulele yeah. in the background, you know, mm-hmm. playing because it's sunny and you know, unintimidating and very mm-hmm. inviting. The problem was, you know, my father-in-law used to send me emails and say, hey, I just heard the ukulele on another car commercial. Why aren't you doing those? You know, come on, you know, get out there and make some coin. Mm-hmm. And when I listened to them, you know, with all due respect to the people who were playing, the sound that was evocative in advertising was actually kind of the sound of a cheap ukulele, mm-hmm. out of tune, played kind of badly. Yeah. That was the sound that was so unintimidating and, and sunny and mm-hmm. happy. And I thought, you don't need me to do that. <laughs> I mean, anybody can do that. Yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of a weird um, irony that as the ukulele became super in demand mm-hmm. uh, for commercials and TV work, uh, it, it, <laughs> it was the kind of thing that made it so that professional ukulele players didn't really have anything to offer. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so... That ship has sailed, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I'd have to check my sources, but I feel like a lot of the ukulele parts are just played by guitarists. I think so, too. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's 
it's pretty easy to jump into. Totally. Um, of course, you know, as an ukulele player now, I'm, I'm kind of stuck up and thinking, you know, I could do it better. <laughs> I don't know if I would, but... Um, but I think the ukulele brings, more than anything at the moment, it brings a feeling to things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's like a it's like a spice, you know. Yeah. You have a track. Oh, oh, I'd love to have a little. I'd love to sprinkle a little ukulele on top of this. <laughs> you know, like That's I think true. it's still seen that way by a lot of uh, mm-hmm. producers and uh, mm-hmm. and, and music, um, uh, you know, studios and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's definitely going somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but, you That's know, great. Who knows? <laughs> but that's part of the reason we're in the business is because mm-hmm. the future is wide open for the instrument. And I think people who are attracted to it are attracted to that uh, possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So speaking of business, you are in the business of teaching teachers how to teach ukulele. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember how I found it, but from the first you know, time I realized what it was, uh, it's been incredibly exciting realizing what you could do with the ukulele in a classroom or out of the classroom, wherever you are. Um, so I wanted to ask you, how did you get into that? And then what advice would you have for other teachers that want to start other teachers teaching it? Does that make sense? Yeah, I'll see what I can do. Uh, <laughs> I had great teachers as when I was a kid. I had... My first teacher was Jamie Thomas, who's a legend. Um, I then went on to study with Peter Luongo, who's an ukulele legend. Mm-hmm. And then later, I, I was sort of mentored, and I'm still mentored in many ways, by Chalmers Doan, who was the guy who started the Canadian ukulele program and was the teacher of my former teachers. <laughs> so, you know, I've had impossibly good luck Mm-hmm. with the kind of people who I've come into contact with in uh, you know in ukulele pedagogy so you know naturally I wanted to take what I'd learned from them and mix it with my own ideas about how things could be modernized and improved and I sort of put all that together and put it on paper Chalmers and I published these books you know and that was in around 2007. We, we had the first book out of our series, Ukulele in the Classroom. And that was great. Fine. You know, big success. I, I was so thrilled to see that first book you know, mm-hmm. come off the press. And then three years later, by it took three years to kind of unfold the method and to bring it to market. Because it's pretty big, as you know. Mm-hmm. It's like a pretty substantial method with CDs and teacher guides and student books. And, you know, it was a lot. But then... You know, you can't help feel that even though the book is out there, the book is just ink on paper. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, it's a dust collector. Mm-hmm. It doesn't live or breathe until a teacher knows how to use it. Mm-hmm. That The book is not the thing. The, mm-hmm. the, the teaching and the learning happens in the, in the space between the teacher and the student. It's not in the book. It's not on the book. The book is just a little device to jog your memory. Mm. And so if there was no community of people around this resource who could bring the teaching to life, then there was kind of no point in having the book to begin with. Mm. So that finally led us to start this program in about 2010 or 2011. And... um, 
sort of haven't looked back since. And, and it's we've been able to bring a lot of people out of the woodwork who, mm-hmm. like you, who were looking for the kind of structure and, and methodology and, and community that uh, that this course provides. And I've been amazed and delighted about, at the response. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been awesome. Uh, if you are an ukulele player and you're listening, you really need to check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it makes you a better player. Obviously, it makes you a better teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, what is next for you with music? Like, is there anything well, coming up? Um, I know you've been touring recently. Yeah. Um, I've always got a bunch of things on the go. <laughs> I, you know, <clears throat> half of my life is my teaching, and half of my life is my creative projects and and I've always got something on the go on both on both burners you know I've got a, a, a series of three um, books of arrangements for ukulele orchestra classical ukulele orchestra mm-hmm. um, those are coming out soon I've got a book coming out on uh, by flea market music Jim Biloff and Hal Leonard and that book is called duets for one it's a, a book oh, where cool. It shows you how to play two distinct parts at the mm-hmm. same time, kind of in counterpoint to one another. Mm-hmm. Everything from sort of, um, you know, some uh, old Hank Williams tunes all the way through to Coldplay stuff. Mm-hmm. That that's going to wow. be a fun book. And then on the side, uh, on the other side of things is my creative projects. And I've been really into um, lately. I've been into. Um, minimalist kind of compositions and uh, I've been listening a lot to uh, Leif Volbeck's latest record and uh, you know I'm, I'm into I'm still into songwriting and uh, but I'm also into this sort of minimalist modern composition and, and I've been working on pieces that sound a bit like you know if Philip Glass was a songwriter uh-huh. <laughs> it would kind of sound. so I don't know how this latest project's going to come out I've been mm-hmm. working in the studio quite a bit on it um We'll see. I'm just following my nose and mm. taking some risks, and we'll see if anybody um, if anybody cares <laughs> when well, it comes out. Well, got at least one fan, <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, I, I in some ways I do it for myself. I it, it, I have to I have to have this outlet, mm. and I have to search for these sounds. I I don't know if these sounds even exist. I have the, an idea of a sound. And I'm chasing it, mm-hmm. and that that the chase for a new sound, the search for the sound that I'm, that I think is out there. It's like the musical equivalent of of being like a Sasquatch hunter, you know. It's like mm-hmm. it becomes your hobby to yeah. sort of search for this mythical animal that you're not even sure if it's out there, <laughs> but you're sure enough that you keep searching. It's got to be there somewhere. <laughs> you would think, you know. So that's how I feel about this latest uh, creative mm-hmm. project that I've been. Know, involved with and we'll see we'll see what comes of it maybe nothing maybe I'll never see the light of day but I'm having a blast with it in the meantime awesome well uh, thank you so much of course for joining me uh, I wish you the best of luck in whatever you're doing hopefully I'll see you before a year goes by yeah I hope so and um, well good luck with the podcast and, <laughs> and I hear you have an album coming up too you're working on I something do. In- Something, cooking something something's up. in the works. Cool. Well, thanks so, for having uh, me on the show. Yeah, you're welcome. Ooh,